Hey, this is Julia, and welcome back to Aquarian Times. Today is February 8th, 2023, and this is episode 129. So my topic today is life-giving or life-draining. So this is a very basic distinction (laughs) that uh, we often fail to get right, actually, um, in our decision-making processes, which, again, is something I talk about a lot, which is uh, making decisions or, again, being discerning uh, on our paths and our lives and our choices because, well, the the choices keep coming. (laughs) The opportunities and the decisions keep coming every single day from you know what to eat in the morning to what to wear to uh you know what to do first and then you know on to very big things like you know what cars to buy and what houses you know to rent or buy etc it just doesn't stop and um you know this is something that uh you know in life we have to be on our toes because if we uh, sort of vacillate too much around decisions, what happens? We either lose time, we lose energy, or we lose opportunities, right? We can lose whole opportunities if we wait too long. And of course, that's the impetus behind like, you know, a lot of impulse uh, marketing, right? You have to buy something within five minutes or else it disappears, right? Um, you know, the, the special price or something. So that's a really interesting metaphor for life because we do, we lose out when we overthink things, when we hesitate, when we, you know, decide to shelve it, right? So I talked about this in my episode, Staying Current is Your Currency, but this is really what this is about is, you know, not to shelve too many opportunities, right? That ideally we're taking things as they come, we're filing them (laughs) where they need to go, whether that be into file 13, which, you know, uh, when I had one boss who called the trash file 13 a long time ago, Um, or whether that be, you know, in some place where we can Uh, again, find it. (laughs) We need to file things where we can find them. Um, Again, you know, both literally and metaphorically. So, you know, life is, again, it's, it's really about how well oiled our machine is. That's the, you know, if you think about life in terms of winning and losing, which, um, you know, I, I don't, you know, it, it, it's interesting. It's, it's um, you know, it definitely fits our modern uh, culture's uh, way of looking at things. And, you know, if you want to measure yourself up to that, then you have to, you know, you're either considered a winner or a loser, right? I, of course, like to kind of step outside of that box, but, you know, in all honesty, that those measurements are 
you know, there, there is truth in that, right? There is truth in our ability to show up for ourselves, to show up for our lives, show up for the people in our lives, show up for our responsibilities. That's winning. You know, losing is, again, losing opportunities, losing money, losing relationships, etc. That all happens when, you know, we aren't responsible in our lives. And then, you know, um, again, we're not taking care of ourselves. We're not, um, you know, for whatever reason, and there's many, many reasons, right? Lots of inherited issues, of course, that we're all dealing with. It's not all stuff that, you know, you necessarily started out with, but, um, on your own accord, but, um, yeah, there is a metric I think that is um, important around winning and losing, right? I certainly use that, even though I'm all about uh, self acceptance and taking, you know, taking uh, taking things slow. I'm not one who I don't like the fast lane myself. Like, especially literally on the freeway, I do not like the fast lane. Um, it terrifies me that people actually drive that fast. Um, and I kind of refuse to, to do that. (laughs) Um, I kind of value, I don't know, my life and my sanity more than, um, you know, having to have that experience. But, um, yeah, so it's all kind of relative, but if we are looking at things again, (laughs) you know, the, the fable of the, the tortoise and the hare, which maybe you've heard of, um, it's not about who goes faster, right? The the tortoise does win the race. If you remember this fable, uh, it was about the, uh, a race between a tortoise and a hare, a hare being uh, a rabbit, you know, one of those very long, tall, long-eared, uh, tall rabbits <laughs> up on their hind legs or whatever. They, they kind of stand up, so they're large. And, of course, what can a hare do? Well, it can it can go fast, right? It can hop long distances, probably has a lot of energy. And, uh, you know, so if you have a race between a tortoise, a tortoise and a hare, well, who's going to win, right? But I haven't read this fable in a long time, but the way that it goes is something like, something to the effect of the hare exhausts itself, right? And, you know, kind of uses all its energy, like, kind of like the energizer bunny and you know kind of expires uh i think before the finish line because the whole idea of this the learning lesson of the fable was that the tortoise actually won because he went slow and steady and the idea was slow and steady wins the race (laughs) so i think that's um a very good lesson for all of us um, I feel the pace of our modern lives, you know, the potential is for it to just keep getting faster and faster with technology, with, um, you know, we're supposed to be up to date on all this stuff. And it's like, if you don't have the right stuff, you're falling behind, you know, if you don't have the right technologies to whatever, um, by, you know, if you don't whatever, have, you know, access to some of these technologies, you won't really be able to survive. And it's like, to me, it seems unfair. I don't like this um, feeling 
you know, that's being pushed on us that we're, you know, forced to move so fast and, you know, kind of at this breakneck speed that basically keeps us missing the real good things in life, which I think happen outside of time or at the very least happen at a slower pace, you know, like a slow cooked meal, like a bath, like a slow walk at the ocean. That's my pace of, you know, my ideal pace is to be able to luxuriate in, you know, life's experiences rather than, you know, again, be this, the hair that goes so fast, it just blows its own circuits, right? And, you know, we see this with people who, you know, end up just talking so fast or not. I mean, (laughs) I was actually watching um, a clip of a woman um, presenting part of the Grammys and she, she was so not present. Um, you know, she was, she was like talking to her co-host and, you know, he was talking to her and she was just like talking over him practically. It was like, it was hard to watch. It's like, you know, people are really, I mean, you can imagine if you're, if you're living in a city, you know, where you're driving, you are driving like 80 miles an hour to get to work maybe on the freeway. Um, yeah, like I don't, you know, blame people for, it's hard to stay present when life is, you know, demanding us to not be present, to do too many things at once. We are not robots. (laughs) So, but, so that's kind of like, to me, that's like the one way ticket to, um, you know, the H word, (laughs) which is hell, you know, the one way to get to hell is like to have to just be at breakneck speed all the time. To me, that's, you know, if at all possible, I'm avoiding that experience. And I'm trying to figure out how not to to live like that. Um, Because again, people will, you will get pushed, you will often get pushed to do things faster, uh, ignore quality, you know, favor quantity over quality and all this kind of stuff. And it's just not where it's at for me. And it's not where it's at with the things I choose to buy and the experiences I choose to have, you know, that's not what I, what I would like to invest in, in my life, but everybody's different, you know? Um, I'm just saying if we didn't, if we don't know that we have an option, we can get kind of bullied or pushed to go faster than we are comfortable with and therefore you know having a higher risk of health issues and also making mistakes uh that would be avoidable if we could just take more time to do things correctly and with heart you know with actual care um but uh you know one quote that i've heard uh, uh, more than once was is by um some successful couple different successful people who um you know I think we're in the entertainment business I can't I think that's what it was but they said you have to slow down to speed up and I was like yes that's it that's it you know like that's the secret actually you know, the the secret is not to speed up <laughs> to have a good life. It's to slow down so that you can actually get in the right place and then things will start going, 
you know, like moving at a rapid pace for for you, you know, when you're in the right mindset, when you're, again, it's called being in alignment, when you're locked in step with something, again, higher a higher power, really, that is actually benefiting everyone, not benefiting, um, you know, capitalism or uh, some greedy company that you may work for or, you know, those, those, the pace is set by those metrics and those people, um, you know, if at all possible need to be avoided and, you know, we need to take a different route or else we really will bypass our chances at happiness and we may become kind of a evangelist for the wrong <laughs> you know, the wrong God, uh, we may become indoctrinated into the idea that we do need to go that fast. Um, and if you had noticed, a lot of people are convinced that that's true. And because that's because very powerful people and entities are very convincing in their, um, you know, ideologies, you know, their how they train their employees and such. Uh, you know, we're all taught to be competitive and go fast. <laughs> so I'm taking a stand against that. Um, so this all has a little bit of a, a little bit of a tangent there, but it, my, it, but it, it really does boil down to my topic today, which as I mentioned is the idea of something being life-giving or life-draining. And that is, again, <laughs> it's something that you don't, you know, I mean, I don't know what everybody hears, but, you know, you may not hear this very often. It's kind of one of those more subtle truths of life, which is, um, it's like something you don't necessarily learn, right? You don't learn this in school. You don't necessarily most often you do not learn this from your parents, right? Around energy and around, because, you know, actually we learn these debilitating patterns from our parents unconsciously, right? Um, if, if we are, um, if we are partial to making choices that are life draining in our lives, so this goes back to choice, which I mentioned at the beginning of the episode. Um, when we're making our choices on a daily basis, um, are our choices life-giving or life-draining? And again, this is just something that is not named necessarily. One of the reasons is because it involves energy, which, you know, sadly enough is still uh, you know, sort of blacklisted, right? This idea of energy, because it is so powerful to understand energy that, you know, it's considered to be woo-woo, which means that, you know, it's not real. You know, most people don't think it's real. And so it, it prevents us from learning how to harness it and how to work with it and how to um, really honor, honor and respect um, our own energy, Right. Um, so what do I mean by our our energy, right? So this is vitally important, and it does go back to everything I just sort of, you know, talked about, which is we have 
energy. <laughs> in um, yoga science, it's called prana, life force. Uh, in uh, Chinese, you know, you may have done Tai Chi or Qigong or something, and it's called Qi. So this is our life force energy. And, uh, you know, it's, it's not, it's, it's not, uh, okay, it's, it's exhaustible, is what I want to say. Um, As long as we're alive, we have access to this energy. And I'm not a master at talking about this. So I don't want to, you know, go into, you know, territory where I'm not, you know, being uh, authentically, you know, real with this information. But um, in terms of, uh, you know, we have quotas of energy, which, and I don't completely understand how that works in our lifetimes, right? One school of thought is like, say, every morning you have a quota of energy, right? And it gets used up throughout the day, uh, depending on how you use it. it. You could use up that quota, you know, before noon, and then just be like, exhausted for the rest of the day, right? Or you could be very measured and you could be more like the tortoise <laughs> and, you know, kind of space out your energy the way you use it during the day. And, you know, you have energy to last through the day. And then when you go to sleep and recharge, the idea is that you wake, you wake up with a new quota of energy for the next day. And then we have a quota of energy for our life time. And again, I'm, I've, I've read about this a little bit, but I just want to say, if you want to do more research on this, please do. Um, this is just like a really short synopsis of what I, some things I've read about or understood about energy in terms of our, um, our energy system. And, you know, you could find more about this by learning about meridians and, you know, chi and acupuncture and all that kind of stuff that would tell you. Um, But in any case, so, you know, we have quotas of energy for the day and then we have quotas of energies for our lifetime, right? So what, what would happen, for instance, like if you didn't, if you ate really poorly and you did a lot of drugs, you know, and you worked yourself to the bone, right? That would reduce your quota of energy for your lifetime. That would reduce your life capacity, like you may die early or young. And um, again, if you are more tempered and you fuel yourself really with positive energy and, and, you know, good food and, you know, do the regular maintenance stuff, the exercise, the whatever, you know, breathing, um, all the things, then you will have a longer lifespan. And that's your quota of energy for your life. So one way, um, when we're working with our energy then, if we're talking about, say, our quota of energy for the day, and we have, um, again, we have our myriad of choices (laughs) that we have to make. So if something, we want to choose we want to make choices that are life-giving rather than life-draining. And, well, for obvious reasons, right? Um, And the thing is, 
is oftentimes <laughs> we will not know the difference between what is life-giving and what is life-draining. So if you think about like the average person, right, who, and we're all here just, you know, learning from the templates that we've, you know, were given by our culture, by our parents. Um, so, you know, we, <laughs> we don't come in with this, you know, rule book or work, you know, guide to life and we know all the answers. And that's why, you know, we're all at different stages, of course, you know, of, of ignorance, <laughs> relative ignorance uh, about life, you know, about different aspects of life. And, you know, we can't, we just can't know everything. <laughs> There's too much to know, right? So in this way, again, I really love to take judgment out of the picture. So if you have somebody, for instance, who you know, was taught maybe by their family, right? That like Gatorade was life-giving. <laughs> this is just a strange example. Um, well, you know, the advertising says so, right? And maybe your family grew up drinking Gatorade and that to you is like how you're going to fuel your yourself and give yourself energy for the day, right? It's called an energy drink after all, right? Well, hopefully, if you're listening to this, you know that Gatorade is not the best choice for your body because it has so much sugar, meaning it's going to deplete, it's going to lower your, you know, energy quota for the day. It's going to give you a big high and then give you a big crash and give you insulin spikes. And it's not, it's not a great thing. And especially over time, um, it's not a good choice for your health, right? But I'm giving it as an example because it's a very innocent example of making a choice that you think is life-giving that is actually life-draining. I mean, people who drink Gatorade really think they're doing something good for their bodies, right? I mean, that's their intention is like, oh, I'm such a, you know, I'm so awesome. I drink my whole, you know, I drink two liters of Gatorade today. I'm like, it's like taking, you know, it's like equivalent to thinking about taking your vitamins, right? But in actuality, they're shooting themselves in the foot, not even knowing it, not even knowing it. And maybe if someone told them, they wouldn't believe them. <laughs> this is what, where life gets really screwy, right? So, but this is my point. Life gets really screwy. <laughs> life gets really screwy. And we all know that, right? We've all been there. We've all had these warbles, in our perception where we woke up and we went, what the heck was I doing? You know, like either dating that person or taking that job or drinking that Gatorade. Like what was I thinking? And if we're lucky, we have that moment where we realize that what we thought was life-giving was actually life-draining. And, uh, you know, again, so this, this can happen also, like I mentioned, in relationships. Very, very, it's a very common source of life-giving or life-draining energy. And, you know, um, recently I was listening to a talk and by someone and they said, how do you know if something is working? 
you know, something you're doing is working for you. And they said, well, do you feel good when you do it or do you not? <laughs> Such a basic question, right? And if we, <laughs> if we ask ourselves that question, again, it's so, it's, there's sadness. I have sadness when I think about how so many of us don't have an answer, don't know how to discern between does it feel good or does it not feel good? <laughs> you know, even that basic um, way to discern, um, even that basic directive, like, well, do you like how it feels or do you not like how it feels? I mean, people could literally be stumped by that question. Like, I think I like how that feels. Or they could say, they could say, yeah, I like how that feels. And someone say, how does it feel? Well, it feels like shit. <laughs> and, or like it feels harsh. But that's what I know, feel, like feeling good is supposed to feel harsh. Because if you, you know, um, no pain, no gain, right? So, gosh, you know, I just, um, I really, it, it's a hard thing to talk about, um, again, because of our, our, our uh, conditioning and our misconceptions about what feeling good feels like or what love is, is what it comes down to. Um, because, uh, you know, again, some people will say, oh, it feels good to drink five cups of coffee in the morning, right? It feels good to starve myself till till noon. Like, I like that feeling, <laughs> right? So, you know, this is where, um, again, myself as, as a practitioner or, um, you know, anybody who is in a guidance position, like a therapist or, or something, would have to get really real with these people because people don't, you know, we don't often know what we're supposed to, again, what is good for us. Like, we may keep choosing the life-draining option because we're convinced that that's in our best interest. Or we don't actually know what it would feel like to feel grounded and good. So being high on coffee is like the only you know, it's like the substitute for feeling good because we feel jittery or high or we feel something, right? We don't feel numb. So we could substitute that for feeling good. When actually, <laughs> you know, feeling good is a whole different feeling, right? So again, as I, you know, talk about this, and maybe you're also picking up on the fact that um, it's it's not the easiest thing to um, categorize, right? And to and to teach someone, right? Like, you know, we learn best by experience, and you know, you can't mm, say if we're using the example of, um, you know, like that feeling of star starvation, which some people. Um, you know, think is a good feeling. They've come to get used to that or, or think that that's positive. If you 
we're able to get them to, again, eat more often, eat, you know, a grounded meal in the morning and, and actually have that experience of, you know, getting the right food and the right, you know, eating in, in a good um, mental space, etc. Um, you know, that experience is, has to be experienced in order to, for the person to be convinced that they, you know, will adopt a new practice, which is to change their eating habits, which again, these are hard things for us to change as humans, right? We get locked in to ways of doing things and, um, you know, we can be overly loyal to these systems, these ways of being, which aren't benefiting us. But again, most of the time, we don't know any better. And we can't conceive, you know, we can't conceive that things actually could be better. And actually, that reminds me of this really cool quote I'm going to have to find that I just wrote down yesterday or the day before. I'm looking for it right now. Darn it. I don't know if I know where I wrote it down. But, shoot. Um, gosh, I have too many journals going right now. <laughs> I'm in journal transition. I don't know where anything is at the moment. I mean, yeah, it's it's one of those moments. Um, darn. Well, the idea <laughs> of that quote, um, it was something like, you know, we... I'm going to have to find it. <laughs> oh, you can hang in there with me, can't you? Um, it could be anywhere. <laughs> but I'm persistent and determined, so I'm going to find it. Um, it was a quote about... Um, oh, I know where it is. Here we go. And it's all going to be worth it. You'll see. Okay. <laughs> Thanks for hanging in there. Um, all right. And, and then I'll wrap it up. But I just, yes, here it is. Perfect. Okay. You ready? This quote says, We must be convinced of the futility of our old ideas before we'll even consider a new idea. So that's by Linda Howe. She teaches the Akashic Records. She says, we must be convinced of the futility of our old ideas before we'll even consider a new idea. And I just thought that was so brilliant. And it's so true about human behavior. We are convinced, <laughs> you know, of the way that we do things, we don't know any better. And we can often throw in the mix that oftentimes we can be stubborn, right? Or we can be afraid of change or we can be whatever the reason that our beliefs are, we hold on to them so tightly, right? If they're all we've got, <laughs> it's like the last, you know, it's, I mean, it's really true. People go to their deathbed with their beliefs, and they hang and they take them into the next life, right? These are powerful, powerful parts of our nature. And, 
you know, if we can really be flexible and be able to let our mind be changed, you know, we can let ourselves evolve and adapt and let go of outdated beliefs. I should do a whole podcast on this. But we must be convinced of the futility of our old ideas before we'll even consider a new idea. So that's, you know, kind of the crux of what I'm talking about here is around when things are life-giving or life-draining is we must be convinced of the futility of our old ways. You know, we must at some point recognize the futility of our life-draining choices, activities, beliefs, relationships, etc. before we will change, before we'll even consider something new. And how do we how are we convinced of the futility? What 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 would happen? Like what does that even look like when we're convinced of the futility of an old idea? I want you to think about that. And that's my homework for you. Uh, is to journal about that for yourself. So what does coming to the place where you feel, you know, there's, you realize that you're at a point of futility with your old ways, your old ideas about life, right? Maybe it's around, again, your diet. Maybe it's around your exercise program. Maybe it's around your relationships. Maybe it's around your career, right? So you have ideas about those things. You have ideologies, you have beliefs, right? What, at what point do you come to the feeling like, you know, there's, this isn't working. What what tells you that something isn't working in your life anymore? I want you to note what that looks like. Again, I'll give the example of the diet. You know, maybe it's that you you really keep running out of energy and you don't have enough energy to sustain yourself for the day, right? And you have to be like, I better reconsider the way I eat or how many calories I need or whatever it is, right? Or, you know, too much coffee or whatever. What does that look like for you? And then are you willing to change is my second question. And what does that look like for you? Not only to say, yes, I'm willing to change this, but to commit to consistently doing things differently. Okay. So that's my question for you. And we're talking about you know, choices that are life-giving or life-draining, I want you to come to that point, that decision point, when you realize that something is life-draining. I want you to be really, really honest with yourself because you could decide it's life-draining and the next morning you could do it again, right? This is very common. But I want you to write down what it is and what makes you realize that it's life-draining. And then I want you to also write what would help you commit to doing something differently. All right. So thank you so much for listening. That was a bit of a uh, 
tortoise and the hare race. <laughs> a little bit of slow, a little bit of fast. Hopefully it all made sense. And um, yeah, you know, it's quite a, it's, it's quite an intense experience being on the planet and being in a body. And there's really ways to optimize your experience here, you know, by not making the same mistakes for your whole life. That means changing. That means doing things differently, right? And that's that can be scary, and there can be resistance, and I understand that. I understand that very deeply, and, um, you know, I certainly I have places that I have a lot of trouble changing myself, and, um, but we know. I mean, if we don't know, this is the key. <laughs> this is the key to your life is that we, we have to continue to let go of what doesn't serve us. And that entails being very honest, knowing what you want, and, uh, again, cutting away what's keeping you from getting there. So, hoping this was helpful. Uh, you know, you can find me at juliabermum.com. Uh to talk about, uh, you know, what's in your way <laughs> through looking at your uh, doing a tarot reading and seeing what the obstacles are for you, looking at your astrology, your natal chart, and seeing, again, where you're blocking yourself, where you're tripping yourself up, and also what may be, you know, currently um, testing you right now in your life in terms of areas of growth that you're coming up against. Um, we can talk about, uh, you know, ways to, again, deal with your health, work with your health, uh, your energy levels, um, as well as, you know, yoga uh, for your, your system, your entire system. And um, so, and I, you know, of course, work with life coaching to help us streamline uh, ourselves to get ourselves moving in the right direction and staying on course we will always run into obstacles we will you know we will have speed bumps and you know that's why it's really nice to be in a container of support where someone's helping you know hold you accountable and you know watching and you know helping and watching your progress and helping you with you know your own uh, commitment to your life, you know, to be in a container like that, um, it is a form of protection that you're casting by casting for yourself when you sign up and, uh, decide that that's what you want to do, right? You're committed. You're committed to your growth, to your well-being, to your happiness, to your peace, to your health. Did I say that already? <laughs> it's getting late. Okay. Um, you can reach out to me, uh, find me through my website, and uh, so happy you joined this week. All right, please uh, let me know if you uh, what you thought of this episode, and I look forward to being in touch. Okay, thanks so much. Bye-bye.